Hi, this is Mark Morris from Squared Co. And you're listening to the Master One Podcast. You can find my sweet stuff on Instagram at Squared Co. Welcome to another episode of the Master of One Podcast. The podcast that's recorded on a hidden island inhabited by Amazon women. Part one this week, we talk about Lupin Ball, Patreon's redesign, and Wonder Woman. I'm Andrew, your master of art and design. I'm Patrick, your master of television and film. And I'm Luke, your master of poison games. So get your whips ready, because it's time for Truth or Dare. That sounds just weird, kind of. every episode off by going around the table which is where we talk about something new fun and noteworthy about our weeks uh luke you look like a guy who's had a week why don't you tell us about it all right um okay so actually a lot of my week not a lot just the last couple days i've been with patrick it's been awesome so patrick true uh to ohio and we hung out and we uh, had radio dinner. silence on the text thread. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like when two. Well, it, the same thing happens when like you guys were at uh, like the Disney meetup and you were at. I will say, though, um, we make intentional steps to text you when we're there. We're like, oh, we should probably text Luke. Oh, okay. It is. It is true because <laughs> there have there have been, uh, you know, some just issues in the past. Just want to make sure everybody feels in. Oh, I'll say this. We felt bad that you couldn't be with us when we went to the gallery. Yeah. So, like, I don't think we felt bad that, like, I don't think Andrew's, like, pouting because he didn't go to Canton, Ohio. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. I, Says you. It's true. Yeah, but you were on your own vacation. Spo- Come on. Spoiler alert. Okay, fine. Keep going, That's Luke. fine. I'm taking his thunder for his around the table. It doesn't matter. Um, but, yeah, we hung out. And uh, other than that, man... Um, the boys uh, are watching Aladdin. Uh, like it, it, Milo had never seen it. Jonas had seen it once before, and we're watching. Like uh, in our van, we have a DVD player, and so they're watching it. And so when I drive, I just hear the audio, and it's amazing how much of that movie I know uh, just from memory. Um, Dude, I totally get that. I noticed one thing today that I thought was really just funny. Um, there's a part where Jafar says t- to Iago, he says, I love the way your foul little mind works when he's, he, they're talking about uh, him marrying the princess and then getting rid of, uh, you know, the sultan and the princess. Um, and I, was, I, I thought, wouldn't it have made more sense if, they, if he would have said, I love the way your little foul mind works because, like, a bird and foul, like, that would have been more clever. Um, yeah, that would have been more clever. Right. I just, that's, I'd never, how many hundred times have I seen that movie? And I just thought of it now. Just and this is your audition you. tape now for, for Disney writers, right? Nope. No, the I don't want to do killed. that. Nope. That's, that's a, nope. ugh, that's a, that's a cesspool. You don't want to be Well, you'd have to, that. you'd have to be uh, literate. Yeah. It's low hanging <laughs> fruit is, is all you need to do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, other than me and my week has been just pretty normal. Nothing crazy. Uh, so somebody else take it away. Patrick? I'll take it because it actually doesn't make sense. It's great, though. So this week, uh, yeah, I was talking out with Luke, and that, and that was awesome, and also saw a movie. That's another spoiler. We're going to get to it. But uh, got a great uh, gift in the mail, and this gift uh, comes by way of Mr. Lucas Crana. And uh, by the way, Lucas with a K just right there in the middle of it. That's the only way to spell Lucas. I love that. Um, but Lucas is from Swindon, United Kingdom, and, and he is a... Uh, you mean to say Sweden? Nope, Swindon. Okay. not in the cool. United Kingdom. Well, that's what I was just clarifying. <laughs> yeah, thank you for... That is a good clarification. It's um, an Ikea. But he is a, uh, you know... <laughs> he lives in Ikea. <laughs> that's, he lives in Ikea, United Kingdom. Um, but yeah, he's, a, he's an illustrator, and he does uh, coloring, and I'm sure there's a much more technical terms than what i just said and uh he did a metalhead print so this is the metalhead 2 print and uh 
it's a cover that he uh, illustrated and, and, and uh, again, colored and, and shaded and all that kind of stuff. But he's offering 50 of these for sale. So he actually sent us three of them. Uh, we got numbers three, four, and five, respectively. And uh, they just look beautiful. So very excited to finally get to hang mine up, uh, which will happen soon, as soon as I dry out a bit. I'm a, a, a tad bit sweaty right now. I just want to let everybody know that. That's uh, just do with that information. Yeah, do with that information what you will. Behind that curtain, (laughs) it's a damp curtain. (laughs) It is. uh, Uh, I got got a soggy bottom right now for sure. So, (laughs) (laughs) but anyway, I appreciate. I am a man (laughs) of constant sorrow. Well, did there? Got a closing song now. Um, Anyway, but but it's a great piece. So go check it out. I I already put the links in the show notes, so you can check out um, Lucas's work. And uh, he's over at layout.inc. And then you can uh, check out the Metalhead uh, print as well. It's, uh, it's on his Etsy store. But uh, again, it's an awesome little print and super talented. Lucas is one of the other guys that's in Slack. So if you're just being a holdout, uh, quit it. Join the Slack community, mof1podcast.com forward slash Slack. And join other people like Lucas. Uh, he's LKR Draw in there. But I think there's like 210 members um, we definitely have uh, a pretty large active bunch, yeah. and uh, you don't you don't have to be an artist to be in there. You you can just be a, a fan. You can be a, a consumer. You can be the mom of an artist. Like it, it, yeah. anything, you're welcome. Jump in, chat with us, chat with the other people, meet these people, um, because it just it's going to make your life better. So that's my stuff, Andrew. Can go I, ahead can and say close one us thing out about that that turtle piece, real quick. Sorry, yeah. I I like I didn't say this because I didn't think of it. I like his take. <laughs> I mean, I thought of it when I saw it, but when you were saying that you got it, I also got one too. So thank you, Lucas. I like his take on the turtles. Like his stylization of them is it's a refreshing look. It's something that I haven't so, quite seen yet. So you guys both received one in the mail. Uh, Patrick, no, or did I, you purchase them? And he, he gave it to me. Okay, well, I, cool. yeah, you have one too, Andrew. I just have to ship it to you, and I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it in the box with the. I could have communicated this better, but I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I have like a care package that's going out to Andrew tomorrow. That's gonna be one of the things in that package. So, Sweet. I, okay, I hand delivered Luke's when I went up to Ohio. Yes. So this gotcha the, the perk. So I'm tracking. And let me say one more thing. I wanted to tell that I feel uh, compelled. I this is like a big part of my weekend, and I feel compelled to tell it. Um, I, I want I I want people to view this as encouragement, uh, but you're also going to get some laughter out of this. When I went to Ohio, I was supposed to fly to Ohio. I, I booked uh, the plane ticket like a month ago, and um, and in fact, I wasn't going to be on tonight's episode. We were going to have a guest host uh, because I was still supposed to be in the air. the The plane wasn't supposed to land until 10:30 in Chattanooga. And uh, peek behind the curtain. Right now, we're recording, and we're uh, it's like about 8 30 ish right now so um i went eastern so i was i was supposed to you know still be two hours out and uh, it got to the the about two days before and listen i love flying i i absolutely do i enjoy flying so much not just the act of doing it i also love learning about it i've talked about like flight simulators on the show before and and a uh, big advocate of just all of it. It's all super safe and and you shouldn't be scared if you're scared. But I got about two days out and I started having like a lot of apprehension about uh, about taking the trip, about flying to Ohio. I got to the day before. In fact, I got to about 12 hours before I was supposed to board my flight and I just I couldn't do it. Like I like mentally I was having so, you know, caught whatever you will. I just I could not bring myself to get on that plane. There was no way it was going to happen. So I told McKenzie, I was like, we can drive to Ohio or you can go without me, but I'm not getting on that plane tomorrow. That was it. And so we got in the car and we drove the nine hours to see Luke. And then, but because of that, we actually left and we came back. I know McKenzie's behind me just shaking her head because this is ridiculous to her. And, and then we ended up, because we drove, we didn't have to wait to get on our plane. We were able to leave this morning and come back. And so... Or we left yesterday, went to Cincinnati, and then this morning finished the trip. And so I was able to get back early. I'm able, able to record now. So I say all that to say. The plane went down, and it was a good thing you didn't get on it. No, I, I, wanted, oh. I wanted to make the point that it is okay to just, whatever those instincts are, if it's intuition or, or whatever it is, just do it. You know, I, I remember being That's younger. and. 
like getting in the car with someone and the dude was driving way too fast, but I didn't want to like be the, the wimp that asked him to slow down. But if that dude had like wrapped the car around the tree, then I would have wished I would have said something, you know, you know, so just if you ever have this moment of, of anything, intuition, apprehension, if you just, yeah, that gut feeling, just lean into that. Don't worry about what people think about you. Yeah. You may go way out of your way and drive nine hours. And instead of, you know, taking a two hour plane ride, but it is what it is. I did it. And it's fine. Like it's, it's just be cool being yourself and doing what, what feels right to you. It's not a weak thing. And so that's all. Uh, Andrew, you can go ahead now. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a good public service announcement for sure. Speaking of, uh, following your gut and, and going after, you know, the thing that you're, that you're thinking is the right thing. Uh, our friends, uh, over at M squared have started a new podcast. And so just want to give a shout out to those guys. Uh, it's hosted by Mark Morris and our buddy, um, Jared Mariama. And Mark so, McGuire. um, what? Shut up. It's not Mark McGuire. Um, so go check out, what did I think it was? Mark Davis? Is yeah. that what I thought it was when I, yeah. Um, but anyway, Mark Morris and Jared Moriyama, the M squared podcast episode one is up, I believe. Uh, it's a bit of, into this. It's a bit it's of a soft SoundCloud, launch. Yeah. It's like, it's like a bit of a soft launch. I was actually talking with him about it today for a bit. And, uh, it's, it's, I don't think you can find it on iTunes yet. It's not like fully packaged yet. They're, uh, you know, just working on like burning through getting some episodes recorded, but um, so consider this a soft launch. You're one of the er- the early adopters. You, you know the secret before other people. Go check it out. And then when it does actually fully launch, and you can tell all your friends that you were there first. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know something. That, I think that's pretty much exactly what I was going to say. But I appreciate you jumping in on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. So go check out the uh, the podcast and uh, and give it uh, give it a listen. So um, so congratulations to those guys. Anyway, it's kind of what I wanted to say there as a segue into my around the table. Um, I am like uh, Luke alluded to earlier, or Patrick alluded to earlier, um, on vacation, and so I'm coming to you from my mobile studio. Um, that looks absolutely ridiculous. I just, uh, oh man, getting set up tonight. I was just, I'm so grateful for my podcast studio at home. Um, and, uh, oh my gosh. But anyway, we, we made it happen. I'm here. Um, and it's been in a really, really cool vacation. We, uh, we stopped in Dallas for a day and then, uh, we came out to Bentonville, Arkansas, which seems like that's like a, not a, even a thing like that people would want to go do. But um, it's a really, really nice area, and uh, and we did we took a bike ride today that was eventful. Um, and, uh, that's one, that's uh, for sure one thing to say about we've, it. We've we've gone hiking and done some things, uh, but the area is super super nice. But here's what I'm really excited about: um, leaving. <laughs> so uh, let me elaborate on that a little bit. Wednesday, so the day after this airs. Um, Shandra and I are going away for the day to Kansas City um, to to visit um, all of the stomping grounds of Walt Disney, like where he grew up, his his family home, um, go to the park where he had the original idea for Disneyland, go to the Laugh-A-Gram Studios because um, the building is still there, which was his original building um, where he developed animation and everything. So um, we're getting to do that, and I'm like super stoked. I don't know if the Laugh-A-Gram building has been completely renovated yet. I know uh, in 2015 there was a petition to remodel it and get it up and get it back up and running um for tours and things so it's been a couple years so maybe maybe it is up i don't i don't know it's kind of hard to find information out about it um but uh man i'm so excited about that Uh, if you you know if you've listened to the show for any amount of time you know that i mean i love disney um he's you know one of those heroes and um to be able to walk in his footsteps um is going to be really exciting it's just like three hours from here so we're gonna take a day trip to kansas city and um hopefully grab a little bit of the magic that's there so um so that happened uh while we were here we went on this adventure to find um uh neon yellow joy cons and i say adventure we went to place after place after place um to get the neon yellow joy cons when arms came out on friday and uh i think it was our fifth place uh had it and i was the there were three people online and they had two pairs of them so we were i was the second one in line and i got the last pair so it was very much like and the guy behind me was like i guess you don't have any more of those joy cons do you <laughs> he's like sorry Wait, man w- what made these so special 
They're yellow. Um, well, they've, they're yellow. They're, they've just been really highly anticipated. People have been uh, pre-selling them on eBay for, like, lots of dollars. Um, they, can, you they get, go, can you give me they, an example of lots of dollars? Uh, I saw a pair on there that was, like, $140. And how um, much are they normally? They are $85. So okay. almost almost double uh, the, the cost. And they're just, they're just controllers. They're not anything special, but they... they came out in conjunction with arms and not every not every place got them like walmart doesn't carry them right now um for instance so i had to get it at gamestop and um anyway i was i'm really happy with them they're super cool to put on the the uh the switch and since we're here we're we're staying with chandra's brother we've got four people we've been playing mario kart 8 deluxe um a ton and so now we have two joy or four joy cons because we um, got that set. So anyway, I'm really excited about those. And then the final thing that I wanted to say is, uh, for my around the table, I am like ecstatic about, uh, if you're listening to this on record day today, you can go and pick up from Mondo, um, some, some really great, uh, um, Gwen Stacy, uh, Spider Gwen art prints. And then you can also get the statue that if you were, uh, if you listened to our last episode, I believe with Brock Otterbacher, uh, the, the collectibles mm. and uh, toy guy from Mondo. Yeah. He talked all about that process and he talked about, um, the, the switchable hands. Like there's a, there's one with a selfie, like where she's taking a selfie and the one where she's shooting a web. Um, and I believe the Mondo exclusive, which we haven't seen yet, uh, as a, as of this recording is going to be a, an unmasked Gwen Stacy, um, ah. which well, is going to be pretty sweet, but it's, it's the, the actual design of the statue is, um, based off of the Phantom City creative, uh, print that they did of the same image a couple years back. And it is beautiful. Oh, it looks amazing. And I was going to say that print that's by artist uh, Rosemary Valero O'Connell, and yeah. uh, they're 18 by 24. They're not the big 24 by 36 that we think of typically for Mondo. It's 18 by 24, so it's much more manageable. And in the variant print, which there's only 100 of those, uh, Gwen uh, is unmasked. It's yeah, just her in like, like, yeah, her, her normal clothes. Flowing and, yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, so I have Rosemary. What's her last name? Rosemary. Uh, it's a Valero O'Connell. Valero. Okay. So... So I have a Ninja Turtle print that she did for um, for the Nickelodeon show in uh-huh. my studio. I think you saw it. If you say it's the four turtles sitting on top of the building, and it's like really cute. It's like kind of got a cute deal. But there's lots of details in it that are kind of mono uh, mono colored, um, and so I super dig. Uh, her style and the work that that she puts out. So anyway, if so if you're dense, oh, it's so yeah. If you are a Spider Man fan or a Spider Gwen fan specifically, you're gonna love. You're gonna flip over these pieces. Yeah. Um, if you're just a fan of great art, you're gonna also love these pieces. So anyway, go check out Mondo's site today. They'll go up uh, around noon ish. Um, if, uh, if you're on the Eastern seaboard, is that, how you, is that, that's, yeah. yeah. The Eastern coast, uh, Eastern old coast. We say anyway. CB, we would say the Eastern CB, but oh, you okay, can okay. say the full seaboard if you want to. <laughs> the full seaboard. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't all right. Be SB. Ah, <laughs> CB, I think, no, it's like, S, it's SEA. So like C. Oh, and then so the B from board. Uh, I'm just leaving out the ord part. So oh, I'm just saying yeah, CB. That's, yeah, that's way more efficient. <laughs> it, well, it rolls off the tongue better than SB. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go ahead and call that quits for the around the table. Up next, it's time for Master Categories. Are you looking to build your audience with a podcast? Then check out the folks at Cast Pro. Cast Pro is an experienced group of podcasters, developers, editors, and designers that want to remove any barriers that stand in the way of you creating your best content. No matter what your level of experience, they have the tools to come alongside you and elevate your message. With plans for the hobbyist to the professional, they've got you covered. Find out more at castpro.io. That's C-A-S-T-P-R-O dot I-O. Cast Pro. Focus on your message They'll take care of everything else. So the master category section of every show is when we get to talk about the tokens we drew the week before. And so uh, this week, I believe, Luke, you're the only one with their actual category. So why don't you kick us off? Okay. Um, Okay. So I am going to talk. uh, I'm talking about a game. 
um, right now. So remember when I went to PAX uh, a couple months ago? How um, could I forget? In Boston. So I saw a whole bunch I of games. I honestly forgot. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so I saw a whole bunch of games that are in development and yet to be released. Some of them are trickling out. We've seen some uh, that have been released so far. But one of them that I got to play that kind of was like, kind of like had a little like um, cult following at at PAX and just people were talking about it everywhere. It helped that Twitch uh, was going around with like a mobile game station. Uh, In long lines, they would just roll this game station up with a TV and have people play this game. Um, And I met the developer. So uh, I've contacted him. We'll see if we can get him on the show. But I'm talking about this game called Lupin Ball. And ball and cup, loop and ball. Okay. Um, and the idea is you, it's, it's a four player game. It's a four player battle game. Um, and you each are playing uh, a little dog. So that's where Lupin comes in, uh, Lupine or whatever. Um, so you're this little, um, dog or wolf. Um, and you're, it's, you're in this arena and you're chasing these little, little, uh, orbs and once you get three of them, then you can shoot a big energy ball out. And when it hits somebody, it knocks them out of the game. They're out. And it's um, and then you play um, like four different rounds. Whoever wins the most out of those rounds wins the game. And it's like super fast gameplay. There's games that are over in almost like 30 seconds. And then some take like um, four or oh, five wow. minutes. And you'll have just tons of these energy balls hitting around they bounce off the walls and they fill up the arena and it's it's just chaos but it's like 8-bit graphics uh it's super simple and the is game it like is, when you get like uh the bonus like five balls in pinball and yeah you don't of. know where to look yes. and you're just just yep. slapping the the yep. flappers exactly what was like the uh the 8-bit looking like football game or um excite bike Oh, it yeah. looks like Excite Bike or like Tecmo Bowl. Yes, that's yeah. exactly what it reminds yeah. me of. Um, and so it's it's not out yet. <clears throat> it's in a closed beta. Um, but if you go to uh, so do you guys either of you know what Discord is? Patrick, you might know what Discord is. It's like a it's like a chat service. Um, oh yeah, it's absolutely. like Teamspeak yes. kind of. You can you can create a, a Discord profile and then talk to people um, online, like kind of like Skype or. Uh, Again, I said TeamSpeak or Instant Messenger, whatever. Uh, Slack, kind of like that. Um, but if you go to what was Discord. the one everybody used in WoW? Yeah. Uh, it, it was TeamSpeak and it was Ventrilo. Yeah. Vent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, got it. Um, go ahead. But Discord, if you go to discord.me slash loopinball, L-U-P-I-N-B-A-L-L, um, they might be giving away beta keys still. Um, they're doing beta tests almost every weekend. They have these loopinball parties where people just get on and play tons of games. Um, it's so fun and so addicting. It's on, it'll, it's a steam download. So they give you a steam key to play the game. Um, and I believe they said it's going to, when it releases wide, it'll be steam and Xbox. I think, um, I don't know about PS4, but man, this game is so simple and so addicting. It, it reminds me of those, um, like back for, for original Xbox, there were like party, like battle games. Um, and it's kind of like gone away. The only ones you see now are like Mario Mario Party, um, but it reminds me of that feel where it's just every man for themselves, very quick, fun games. Um, well, you're not the only one that feels this way because it, it won in 2015 the PAX Indie Showcase. It yep. was a finalist with the Made with Unity in Melbourne. Yep. It was selected for the PAX Roadshow for PAX South 2017, selected for PAX Rising and PAX East. Um, so... the I mean, this game's getting awards, it's and it's awesome. it's not even out it's yet. Totally worth Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, go check out uh, discord.me slash loop and ball. See if you can get a key and play. Um, it's really uh, it's really quick and it's awesome. So that's it. Just uh, just check out loop and ball and just look for it when it's released. I don't know when that'll be. So rock and roll. All right, who are you talking to? To who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? You're talking, so you keep going. Oh well, that that was bad. Uh, <clears throat> so you're gonna toss it to me then? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. 
Um, all right, so I so I had TV and film uh, this week, and uh, I'm actually going to talk about a movie I saw two weeks ago, but I'm excited because now the two of you have seen it as well. Um, ah. So now we can dialogue a little bit more about it. Uh, it's the movie that a lot of people have been raving over, and it's Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, and so if you're infamili- infamiliar, if you're unfamiliar with, uh, with Wonder Woman, uh, it is a character from the... Uh, DC Comics universe. She's part of the Justice League. Um, honestly, if you're unfamiliar with Wonder Woman, you probably don't listen to this show. I mean, that's <laughs> like, you know, full, you right? I mean, right? Yeah. So that's probably yeah. a fair assumption. You're not the target um, demographic. But this is the uh, the first uh, film in in years um, since the seventies, I believe, um, f- of uh, of Wonder Woman. A totally different take on it. It's an origin story, um, a great gateway into the the DC universe. Um, and uh, we'll talk about our we'll talk about our our feelings about it here in a second. But it essentially um, is the story of. Um, oh my gosh, it's Diana, and I can't remember Diana of something, and I can't remember um, the of something right now. But Diana, who is who is Wonder Woman, um, being born and raised and uh, trained as a warrior on this Amazonian island um, that is hidden to uh, to the eye from from the normal humans, um, and uh, so it, it stars Gal de, uh, Gal Gadot. Um, and she's amazing. She's Wonder Woman. Chris Pine is kind of the main uh, main man interest, if that's a thing that you can say. Yeah, um, man interest. Man interest. Um, uh, Connie Nielsen and Robin Wright. So it was nice to see Robin um, outside of what I've been seeing her as for the last few years, which is uh, Claire Underwood. Um, it's a totally different take, although just as badass, honestly. So I don't, I don't know that it was completely different. You know, what's amazing is that because I saw the film and I, of course, saw her face. And there was a moment I thought to myself, like, is that who that is? And then I couldn't tell because you always saw her with, like, the helmet on and stuff like that. So I, I didn't actually fully realize it was Claire Underwood. Sure. Yeah, it's Claire Underwood. And you know you know she played uh, she played the princess in The Princess Bride, right? Yeah. I had actually didn't remember that because I yeah. saw The Princess Bride. I saw that film, uh, well, a while ago. And uh, definitely before I saw anything to do with House of Cards. And so, no, I did not remember that. That is who that is. Yeah. Huh, okay. Um, so uh, as you wish. But anyway, uh, I believe. She was Ginny in Forrest Gump. She, yeah. 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 I didn't. You, why? It's all coming full circle for oh you now. Oh, my gosh. That's, uh, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. She's got, she's got quite a resume. <laughs> Um, but as far as she's Gal, like three of my favorite women <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, as far as Gal Gadot, uh, is concerned, has she done anything major? Have you seen her in anything major? Not yet? that I can remember. Well, l- let me say this. No one has been talking about her. Right. I mean, so th- certainly, I mean, I, I see her, she has, um, uh, um, her filmography includes some of the, the fast Keeping and up with the Joneses. Yeah. And, yeah, um, and certainly they, they obviously she had a very small part in Batman versus Superman when they were like introducing her in the universe. Uh, but no one was talking about her before this. Well, so here's the deal. Uh, I would call this, I would call this her breakout role because she did an amazing job in this film. So I don't know how you guys have, how you guys felt about the movie yet. We haven't talked about this, but I thought the film was fantastic. Um, and I don't look at ratings, right? So I don't get caught up in the ratings. That's Patrick's game. It's a young man's game, right? (laughs) Um, and, uh, but, but, uh, I'm the oldest man here. This is uh, um, that's not Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 92, percent so it's, it's certified man. fresh, which I believe doubles. It eclipses um, any other DC movie, well, right? What's I mean, funny is you said that this was a good introduction to the DC universe. This should be your only introduction to the DC universe, yeah, um, because it, this is so far and away, um, frankly, better than than the other films in in the franchise, and. So not only is it the highest rated, I uh, it also has the distinction, uh, I believe, of being the highest grossing film uh, for an opening weekend for a female director. 
Okay, so that's the other thing. This is directed by a female, and this this is a true power punch um, of of girl power because it is the storytelling in this is so well done. The the acting in this is so well done. Um, there's twists in it which you don't necessarily expect, um, and in like this kind of film. I mean, I know you expect something to happen at at the climax of the film, um, but there's some twists in this that make it really really truly a um a movie that could be in contention for legitimate awards not just special effects or whatever which were fantastic but the the acting and the story in this make this i think a contender could make it a contender for some legitimate films uh or for some legitimate awards and so um i would say absolutely go see this film it takes place during uh during world war ii um, and specifically the, um, like, well, I won't give any, anything away, but just go and see the film. Um, it reminded me a lot of, of Indiana Jones, like the, uh, the pacing of the film, the, um, Luke is looking at me like, I, like, okay, take me where you're going with this. But I'm, just I'm bear, very intrigued. Bear, bear with me. Um, the, the characterization the just go get them um, attitude of her while she's still new to this thing. And she's still a little bumbly in the beginning of it um, with Chris Pines, Chris Pines. I would say that it's like an Indiana Jones film. If Indiana Jones character were split into two people, is that a fair, is that a fair thing to say? Cause I think she took on like the heroic stuff and he was kind of the, uh, the comic relief of it, which in Indiana Jones, it's this, it's the same, but I feel Can- like what, I, just, I do want to jump in and correct you before this gets too far away. It's set in World War One. World War One. Sorry, did I say two? You did say two, oh, but okay. it's fine. Go okay. ahead. Um, Some people the, were just uh, like like vibrating with anticipation of correcting you, and so I just needed to get it out there before the tweets came in. So, sorry. Okay. Keep cool. going. Thanks. Uh, thanks for keeping us honest. Um, I felt like uh, it had that action adventure flair of indiana jones and it it just harkened back to me um maybe a lot of it had to do with the setting maybe a lot of it had to do with the costuming because there's so much of indiana jones that kind of there was a whip that um there was a whip yeah so but for me i had a great time with it i thought it was really really fun what was your guys take on it luke why don't you go first okay um man okay so i I like it it. like (laughs) Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know how to lead into that song. I freaking um, knew it. I knew it. So here's the thing. I, I really wanted to like it. Like I saw the previews and I was like, man, this looks good. And I, I found myself like, as we started, as we see the Amazons um, on the Island, we see like them, their world. And I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Like it feels like, feels like they're setting a really good, like history for this. And then the th- things happen and she's, then you know kind of thrust into our world and it felt like this like really cliche fish out of water like i that like just right is right and we're just gonna go do it because that's what right is and like it felt just really cheesy and corny and and chris pine like i kind of just didn't really care about his character i felt like the bad guy like it felt like every plot point every twist that came, I was like, oh, yeah, that that makes sense of what you would do. Like, there was nothing that happened that was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Like, nothing. I, I, literally, I, I mean, literally, you called the major twist? You called that? I didn't have, I didn't call it. No, I didn't actually call it. I didn't lean over to Patrick and say it. But Let I me just surprised. say, there are kind of, there are kind of, I would say there's two twists. There's a twist on the good side and a sure. twist on the bad side. Yeah. Right. Um, I caught the, the, the twist Patrick on the good the side. Good, I called. Good, good twist. But there was like yeah. just, just weird things. Like, I don't, I don't know. It just felt like, I, I just didn't like it. I just, it felt like really, really lazy writing, lazy storytelling. Um, <laughs> it's so funny to me. It was, man, I like for me, the best part was, uh, Ewan Bremer, Bremner that we know from train spotting as spud. Like he was the best part of the whole movie. Uh, in the movie he plays, uh, he plays, uh, Charlie, the, uh, the sniper. Um, 
best part but of the see, movie for me. I was you just... thought he was the best part yes. of the movie? Yeah. Oh my god. Hold on. Let me. I'm gonna let me bring a little sanity to this. Although I will say, so I did like his character. Best... But uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I will. I, and I told you this, Luke. And so I'm gonna try not to do spoilers. I'm gonna go yeah. ahead and mark what I'm about to say as spoilers, just because I know what some people classify a spoiler is like. So there's a gray area. Sure. So I'm calling this spoilers. You've all been warned, but I will try to be careful. Keeping in mind that we, there is a whole nother master category after this and the close of the show. I know you have to come back. <laughs> so but like, don't hang out. Oh, like, don't what I was going to say is like, I, yes, I like Brimner's character, but I don't think they spend enough time with him because they introduce oh, yeah. us to a piece of his psyche, right? Yeah. The, the, his like struggle, his thing. And then they never resolve it's it. Never they resolved. just leave us but with it. But they do that with every character. We only <clears throat> have me, all of these characters. And then so we're done. It feels like they wrote the script, shot the thing, and then reshot 50% of it, and then just left in all these loose ends. So I, I struggled a bit with it. Now, let me say this. I do disagree, Luke. I thought Chris Pine was my favorite part of the film. Yeah. I really like Chris Pine's character. Uh, certainly uh, Gal Gadot. I, I thought she was great. It actually, the, they played the humor part of it better than I expected. The previews sure. felt a bit cheesy. And the previews felt a bit too quippy. Uh, but within the context of the film, it actually worked very well. Uh, I wasn't, I, you know, I don't think I was put off by the pacing of the film. Like, I, I think they got, they got into it pretty quick. Um, I thought Ludendorff was a total throwaway. He didn't even need to be in the film. Um, I did really like the character of Dr. Uh, Maru. Um, but we don't but see it, much. Like, but I was going to say, again... They don't really like, give us any of her background. We don't really learn very much about her motivations. We're not really sure what's driving her. That, that character was just such a, like, everything that you just throw in for this chemist type of bad guy. Because she seemingly has a very soft moment towards the end of the film, but we have no context to believe that that's real or, or to believe that could happen. So, again, it just goes, we had a lot of characters but not a lot of character development overall. So it did feel pretty cliche. I, I do think it's easily. Um, initially, I was a little on the fence because I actually liked Batman v Superman well, better than the average person. That's what I person. said to you when we were walking out. I was like, I know it's like initial right after the movie, but I think I like Batman v Superman better. In, no in, way. In, yes. In, th in thinking back about it, I am remembering it more fondly, and I will say I still put this above Batman v Superman but I don't think it's like a 40 point spread. Like I, I, I don't think it's a huge difference. Um, and I will say, I think something that may plague all of us, like I have to ask my question, what if I saw this film before I saw 30 freaking other superhero films? How would I feel? Sure. And I would probably hold this in a lot higher regard. We are struggling with the fact that, the superhero film as a whole is getting very old right now. Yeah, they're having to they're having to reinvent it a little bit. I don't I'm not saying that they did reinvent it with this one. This one for me had enough uh enough nostalgia, not because of the character, but because of the way the movie played for me. I think I was remembering, like I said, Indiana Jones. Like I was I was like um this I was channeling Indiana Jones through this film. Um and it, and it was, and I just, I loved it. And I thought the the storytelling of it was great. I saw it with with another dude as well. The two of us went and saw it together. And um, Luke and I saw it yeah. together. Man, this yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. Um, I will say my favorite scene in the movie, and I can't even, I'm not going to say what it is. Cause I, like I said, even though I called spoilers, I'm, I'm trying to be very light. I'm going to make a hand gesture, but there's a part in the movie, Andrew, where this things are happening. And this guy goes, that was like my favorite scene from the film. <laughs> it, it it is related to a helmet, but when he does the, oh my gosh, I just I loved it, and no one I have else no knows idea what you're talking about. After, off air, you'll have to explain that scene. I'll, I don't, I'll tell you I off air because I do think that'll, it's a that it's a spoiler for sure. That yeah. would be a spoiler, so I won't give it away. Uh, there there were a couple really like pretty moments in the film. There were uh, uh, some really gorgeous. fun action sequences. I will sequences. say that it looked incredible when she and now this is in the previews when she freaking like ripped up all the guys in that like small village and like totally like wrecked that church. That was an awesome sequence of events. Loved that. Um, would have loved to have spent a bit more time there. Like I would have loved to have seen like a raiding party just jumping from like city to city. So 
Um, if you liked the look of like Pan's Labyrinth, like that setting, um, like the war era stuff, if you liked, uh, again, like Indiana Jones and those kind of things, I think you'll like this film. Um, and I'm again, not, if, I'm not telling you not to watch it. Yeah. I'm not saying I, that I, either. I just I'm don't find that. I it saw does it does not live up to the hype. That's, that's all I'm saying. I, I sure. would tend to agree with Luke. I don't think it cool. did. That's fine. Um, I saw the film I saw right before seeing that one in the DC universe was uh, Batman vs Superman, which I thought was like the bottom rung. So for me, I was like, "Sweet, this anything you like Suicide is better? better? Than that. Suicide Squad better? Oh, than I that? Suicide Squad probably twice as much as Batman wow. vs Superman. Yeah. Oh, I hated Batman vs Superman. Um, the whole crux of that movie hinders on one thing. It hinders on one. Th- and I think it, I think it's okay to say at this point because oh, there's yeah. like we're beyond spoiler. It hinders on, wait a minute, you have a mom too? Like, yeah. that's it. Like, for me, that's the whole film well, culminates having, in that moment. And it's like, okay, let's form this alliance. I'm what? having to, well, they had the same name, Andrew. I'm having oh, okay. to ignore the fact, I'm having to ignore the whole story. I'm only saying Batman v Superman I put higher purely because of visuals and some of the fight sequences. Like, when he... There's that moment towards the end where he like raids that second you, floor you of the didn't warehouse. You say you put it higher. Oh, then Suicide Squad. Then Suicide Squad. Okay. When he like raids that second floor of that warehouse, that action sequence is honestly like that's freaking up there for action sequences in superhero films for me. Sure. But that being said, like the uh, the uh, antagonist of the film was an absolute joke. Yeah. It was. Oh yeah. Awful. All right, um, let's move film. out. Of, let's move out of this master category. Uh, go see it. Don't go see it. It's up to you. Go Let us know what it. you think. Go see it. Go see um, it. Go see it. No, don't. You know what? Don't go see it. <laughs> that mean you heard him. <laughs> um, and let us know what you think. Join us. Uh, I'm sure we'll hear about this in the Slack channel. Hop over to Slack if you're not part of that community and and dialogue with us on there. Um, it's been a while since we've had like such a a contrasting opinion on on a film so i think uh it's been it's been too long maybe we're off our Um, cycle all right patrick uh take okay uh take us home (laughs) yep absolutely so this week i have art and design which uh great category great category uh you know it's it's probably one of the most difficult things is that everything kind of fits within the category of design right this is uh is a bit broad but there is something that very clearly fits this week and that is patreon so patreon has uh basically uh re redefined their brand guidelines so i'm including this in the uh, show notes it's uh, patreon.com forward slash brand forward slash guidelines and they've unveiled a new logo and uh, a, a new way of uh, approaching their style so Two new colors. I'm going to give you the rundown briefly. It's now a, this uh, kind of coral. It's like a dark peach almost, uh, if you don't know what coral is. Uh, and then navy. You can you can guess what navy looks like. And uh, so those are the two primary colors now. They have their word mark, which is literally the word Patreon with just a pipe after it. Uh, it almost looks a bit like a, an empty cursor sitting there. And um, then they have their logo. Now, this is the, the piece... It has been um, a bit divisive. Uh, I'm going to first tell it to you in simple terms. The logo is a line in a circle. That is now their new logo. Now, uh, a bit more complex than that. Um, imagine it's framed in a box. Uh, the line is pretty weighty, and it's the whole left side. So imagine a left border. And then con- uh, contained in that box, the circle is up against the top border and then the right border. And uh, I guess if you're looking at it and you uh, squint your eyes, it makes a bit of a P for Patreon. Uh, but more than that, it's, it's just two simple shapes. And then it, it's always, it always lives uh, within the, uh, the, the navy, the coral, or the white. And so uh, that's the, the new mark. And uh, you, you see the logo. They're, they're displaying it in the foot of their site. And you'll also see it um, in their um, favicon. Uh, if you're on the page, but otherwise, if you're looking on the logo on the site, you're going to see the word mark. So they've defined uh, th- this new logo and, and they've uh, they've kind of re-upped their brand a bit. All all the creator pages are still the same and a lot of the site structure is still the same. They did switch typefaces. Uh, now, that being said, this is it's taking a lot of flack because people are looking at this and going, 
you know, you, you had a, a really strong mark before. We we could recognize your brand very easily. Orange is very bright, and it was a uh, it was very fun, um, and still a, a decently. I, you know, it's a little outdated, but it, it is still decently um, up to date. Uh, the the P mark they had before, you know, it's it's a flat mark and it it was rounded. It had a good flow to it. So, um, but it's all it's all gone away and it's been replaced with a line in a circle. And of course, the internet is just blowing up about this, about how terrible it is and it's awful. And you paid someone to do that and those type of things. So, um, Andrew, Luke, have both of you seen? This this redesign. Have y'all yes. seen this new yes. brand? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm look. I mean, I'm I'm on the website right now. The whole the whole thing has been redone. Absolutely. So yeah, the homepage, the the kind of um, uh, about Patreon and stuff. All, all that looks different. Again, the creator pages are the same. The only thing you're going to notice is that the fonts have changed. Uh, more than that, the weights have changed. So it feels a little unfinished right now on the creator pages. But I'm sure those will oh, those will get adjusted over the next couple weeks. Uh, thoughts. I, I want to hear how y'all are feeling about this. Uh, Luke, why don't you go first? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm not the guy to ask. I'll just say that. Like, okay. No, well, I mean, like, here's, here's the thing. <laughs> Do, it doesn't. I understand why it is not good, but I don't really care. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't. To me, like when I go to their website. I still know where I am and I can still navigate around the website and this logo doesn't interfere and doesn't mess with sure. my ability to understand how the site works. So and let me be clear. I'm not saying it's bad, but, but keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I'm fine with it. Like if that's what they think the redesign needed to be. Okay. Sure. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's probably a better way to do it, but whatever. So uh, my take on it is um, maybe very much the same. I mean, I do care to a certain extent. Um, this is a, I mean, this is a company that we work with, right? Yeah. So sure. that matters to me. How they represent themselves matters to me to some to some degree. Do I think it's completely outlandish? Um, no. Do I think it's lazy? Not necessarily. Um, I am having a hard time understanding the like what this does for their brand. Sure. You know what I mean? So yeah. a brand, in my opinion, a, a logo um, should should convey a bit of what the, the company, the organization, the person, whatever the individual does, um, or it at least should uh, be rep- representative of the kinds of things that they can do. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So um, this to me says nothing. Yeah. It looks like an unfinished I Heart New York shirt. Like they just started. Like if I was setting up an art, an art, uh, an art board and illustrator to make an I Heart New York shirt, and I was going to make my own heart and take two uh, concentric circles and put a point in them. This is where I would start. Um, like fifteen percent into that logo. This is what I would do. Um, and so I'm having a hard time with that piece of it. But like Luke said, if this is what they felt is the best way they can convey what they do, um, there's got to be some intentionality into it, right? Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not, but we would assume we want to give them the benefit of the doubt that there is some intentionality to it. Um, I would be more there. I think their marketing in this is the, is what's failing maybe um, because no one knows what it is or why they did it. That might be the biggest crux is not so much the logo, but um, people are going to want to know why you're changing. And if you don't, if you don't uh, create that story for them, um, then they're going to, they're going to either not care or they're going to take a side one direction or another. Um, so I think that's, that's my feeling. I like the colors. Um, the website is actually really good. It makes sense in the, f- the function of the website. Um, but alone, like standalone, it doesn't make sense. So, um, so I, uh, I've been going back and forth on this because I, I tend to, you know, I've seen people get up in arms about stuff before and, and a lot of times, you know, give people a month and, and they'll, they'll feel differently. And to be fair, there's so many things that are, are considered beyond just the, uh, the aesthetic of something. Certainly the aesthetic is important, but there's things about, um, you know, does, is the logo, um, I, I think the, the term is responsive logos. Like, how does the logo behave across devices? How does the logo uh, behave, um, 
you know, with people with disabilities or how does the logo behave, uh, you know, print material and things like that. So there's so many considerations that go beyond necessarily the way that you're viewing it at that, that point. Um, that being said, I think that uh, two things you said, Andrew, probably hit the nail on the head for me. Uh, one of those is the idea of it being unfinished. Uh, it feels incomplete to me. It, it does not, and I think both marks, I think the word mark and the the footer, uh, well, what you see in the footer, but the, the icon, I think both feel like thoughts that, weren't um completed before they were unveiled and i think this the second thing is the i'm not sure what it accomplishes so if i go through this site there are things in this that are good so the the icons the way they've changed those on the home page those feel better um the weight i think it's a, a bit heavy on the font uh, or on the type that they've, they've chosen that being said i think it does feel better and it does feel more up to date uh than the last iteration i, I think that when you're kind of going through the sales pitch on the home page it feels better than the last iteration. I think that all of those things they did really well with, but it almost feels like in doing that, they felt a compulsion to upset the the primary logo at the same time. And what I'm wishing they had done is made all of the updates to flow, made all of the updates to, to type and scale, made the updates to uh, their their icons. I wish they had done all that, but... I wish they had left the mark alone. I, I think that the mark did a, a perfectly fine job. It's very recognizable. I'd be interested to see it in the coral color or living amongst the Navy. Uh, it's fine that they wanted to introduce these heavy lines. But again, I don't think that upsets the original mark. So uh, it feels unnecessary. I I actually I disagree with that. I feel like the mark they had was dated. Like we've seen a lot of that kind of like teardrop shape kind of cocked and then something inside of it like i think a redesign was good i just like andrew said i i i'm still un- trying to understand how it fits with them if they were in let's say they um if i was to take it a different way i would have let the mark feel more in line with the iconography that they've brought onto the site in that case okay um, correct i'd agree with that it's a little it, bit too heavy compared to those. Absolutely. So I, I think that that is the direction I would have taken it instead of what they did. Uh, what they did, it felt, again, a bit compulsive, and it also feels unfinished. Um, but there is still a lot of other really good stuff going on. Now, all that being said, um, Andrew, in, this may be more for you, not to um, you know disclude you, Luke, but... It's Andrew, fine. what do you do if, if you spend time on something like this? Because a rebrand is a big deal. If you spend time on something um, like this, this kind of the centerpiece for your brand, um, and people hate it, like, what's your reaction? How do you handle that? Sadness or anger. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, there's you don't change it, right? That's the thing. Like, you, they're committed to this. So here's what here's what the commitment would look like on my part. If I rolled this out and everyone's like, what the heck, you know, blah, 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 and they're saying some of the things that we're saying, or they're hearing way more aggressive things like some of the people in the community are saying, tell the story, repurpose or reposition yourself from a marketing front and explain to people why this makes sense. That's what I would do. I I mean, you don't change it. You can't change it. You can't bend to the naysayers and the critics. You can't like... You can't change it unless it's like obscene or, you know, people, you you overlooked something um, that is brand, um, like, that is the opposite of what your brand is, right? Unless you accidentally create an anti-brand, don't change it. But do a better job of telling the story. I would regroup and say, okay, marketing team, how do we package this in such a way that people can get excited about it? Because we obviously were excited about it. So package the excitement and tell people why they should care too. So sure. that's what I would do. Um, okay, so final thing. I do want to say this about Patreon. Patreon is a great service. So as much as uh, yes. you may like, you may hate, you may whatever, the fact is what they do for artists is awesome. And, and they yeah, give, while you head over and look at the new logo, maybe, maybe support yeah, somebody. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, because 
they are giving people the opportunity to create that may not have had the opportunity otherwise. Yeah. And uh, so if you're unfamiliar with the idea of Patreon, I mean, literally it's full of uh, bloggers and, and, and artists and, and podcasters and people making videos and comics. And it's all of these creators that, um, you know, this is what supports their livelihood. This is what, what gives them the bandwidth to be able to uh, keep creating stuff that, that you're probably ultimately going to consume. So they provide an amazing service. So love it or hate it, just go sign up. Find, you know, five or six people. Give them a buck a month. Um, and while you're at it, I mean, this is no secret. We're on Patreon. And Patreon makes a huge uh, difference in what we're able to do because we make this content. This content is free and our, you know, we want it to forever be free to you. It costs time and it costs money to make. And so Patreon helps, uh, even in a very, very, very small way. Um, it does help, uh, minimize some of that burden that we take on and, uh, in it, it, it increases the ways that we can bring you content and it increases the production, uh, that we can wrap around that content. So, yeah. Patreon's a great service, and even if it's even if you don't support us, support people. You know, like find people that are doing stuff that you like. Support them. I mean, I personally uh, have a couple people that I'm supporting. Um, you know, beyond the the work that I put into the podcast. So please do that. It's a very important thing. Let's see what happens. Maybe a month from now, I'm gonna start arguing that it's the the best move they possibly could have made. So yeah, I mean, it's got us talking about Patreon for a good chunk, right? That's true. So that's good. <laughs> um, so uh, man, you are full of public service announcements this episode. If you have not, if you've walked away from this episode learning nothing, then you haven't listened to Patrick. That's on you. Just like that's on us. you. Um, so, uh, we're going to go ahead and call that quits for this episode. You can find us on M of one podcast.com to find show notes and links to all of the fun, cool stuff we talked about in this episode. We mentioned Slack channel, go over to M of one podcast.com slash Slack to, um, to join the conversation. Let us know what your thoughts are about wonder woman and literally anything else. There's like 200, um, people in there day in and day out who are incredibly talented, cool, amazing, fun. Um, just people who you want to be around. So join the community in there um and go to patreon while you're at it go to support us on the sh- uh, support the show on patreon go to patreon.com slash of one podcast you can become a patron for as little as one dollar like patrick said five dollars gets you the blooper level and uh and you get an, uh, a little extra content and you get a, an extra a special slack channel that's just for patrons um and we uh do a little bit of different stuff in there um so there's some benefits to to being a patreon a patron not a patron yeah. to being a patron of patreon. The show. Um, something that is really important to note if you are a regular listener to the show, something is changing. Starting this week, you will start hearing our voices. One day earlier, Thursday will be our new Sandbox episode release date. So um, if you're already subscribed, you don't have to worry. It'll just show up one day earlier on your phone. If you haven't already subscribed, go to iTunes and Stitcher now so that you don't miss any of that content. You're not going to want to miss this week's episode. It's a good one. Um, Man, the interview... Gosh, it's good. Um, there's a lots of really good stuff to take away from this one. So um, they come out Thursday now. Tuesdays and Thursdays, you can count on us. Um, our regular schedule will be Tuesdays is this Master Category episode. Thursdays will be our Sandbox interview episodes from some leading person in the industry. Um talking about something that you need to hear about. So uh, I think that's everything. We're on social media, MF1 Podcast. We all have our own personal social medias. I'm at Andrew Sale with threes instead of E's. Luke, you have one. Yeah, Luke Gall. You can find me. And Patrick is? I'm the great Pats. Be on Instagram. That's with two A's. And uh, one thing that we didn't mention before we get out of here is that if you uh, subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher, you can rate and review the show. When you do that, it helps us a ton. It doesn't cost any money. It's a great way of supporting the show, letting us know what you think, giving us feedback. And when you do that, we will read your review on the air. And we have a new one. So this is, oh gosh, I'm going to, I love this so much. Title of this is Three Men, One Podcast. And this is by Mr. Jedi Rabbis. Now, here's what's funny real quick about this name. So I know Jedi because Jedi is in the uh, Slack channel, mf1podcast.com forward slash Slack. I'm assuming it's rabbis. It could be rabies. Yeah. I like it both ways. So Jedi rabies. rabies, 
my uh, McKinsey, my wife was trying to say it like Rabiz, but I'm oh, pretty maybe. sure I would say it's not Rabiz. So it Jedi uh, rabbis, here we go. So, and this is in his voice. Let me preface this review with the fact that I detest Apple products. I have never owned. Well, hold on. I'm going to take a break real quick. Uh, the rev- the opinions expressed in this review uh, do not necessarily reflect those of its parent company or subsidiaries. So anyway, <laughs> back to it. Um, I have never owned one, and I've never had an account with Apple. I downloaded iTunes and created an account with them solely to write this review. This should wow. indicate how fun this podcast is. I originally discovered the cast through the Hero Complex Gallery board on Facebook. I'm not even a member of that board. And being that I am an avid collector of print and toys, I found the cast intriguing. The boys drew me in with their enthusiasm, knowledge, and silly on-air antics. Obviously referencing you, Luke. (laughs) They also provide links to everything they mention on the show in the show notes, so you don't have to go digging uh, to find what they were talking about. Never during the cast does it feel like they're putting on an act. They are truly genuine. Uh, He misspelled genius, but uh, it says genuine. (laughs) There is even more... Sorry, I just said that wrong. This is even more apparent if you join the Slack channel. Through the channel... Oh, misspoke again. (laughs) Though the channel mostly caters to artists, (laughs) everyone welcomes you uh, with open arms regardless of your background. I should know I can't draw to save my life. Can you pause for one second here, Patrick? Yeah. Just pause. I think this it's never been more apparent that you're not putting on a front than right now. You really are this illiterate. I'm like, I'm like three sentences from the end, guys. Okay. If you like posters, toys, games, and or film and TV, this cast is for you. And if you are part of the community, uh, part of the art community, join Slack. It is a nurturing community that provides ideas and feedback to anyone that wants I've tried to get so many of my artist friends to listen and join the community. Perhaps one day they will. Until then, they're missing out. Oh, and um, if they still have the coloring book, get it. It's awesome. So, oh, right, well, man. that's nice. What a, Dang it. They that killed it. That is so freaking good. The, on it, that, gosh. Where do you go, so, Jedi Rabbi? I, of course, love all our, our reviewers and reviews. I could never, you know, rate them. Uh, if I did, Jedi would be my favorite. But I would you never... You could never do the thing that we literally ask people to do <laughs> every I... single week. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it's like if you have a kid and you can never, like, admit, like, which one's your favorite, but, like, you secretly know which one's your favorite. Um, I'm guessing because I'm the only one without kids. But uh, that, man, thank you, Jedi. That's awesome. And uh, everything that you said is completely true, obviously. And uh, we do actually have... Let me point this out. We do have... Uh, I think 15 coloring books left, and that's it. Um, so last 15, they're, they're on. I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes. You can find it there. Uh, they're on our bigcartel.mofonepodcast.com, or I said that backwards. It's fine. Check the show notes. It'll be there. And uh, pick up on the last ones. I, I do want to make one note about that. No one is posting that they colored in them. We, yeah, we've that's seen what it's for. We've seen over a hundred of them because we have we have some APs too. We've been giving out to some people, um, like like the artists and things like that. We've had over a hundred of them go out the door, and no one has posted a single picture of a colored page yet. We're looking I, at you, Jay Ratner. I understand the book is beautiful. We know the book is beautiful because we didn't design it. It is better than it could possibly be if we had anything to do with it. It looks awesome. To be fair, we did design it. I did yeah, design yeah, 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 yeah. it. The oh, artwork no, that's mean, in there is is drawn by other people. That's what I mean. The, I Patrick, want the record to state I've I've got tons of hours in hold that on, book. I mean the actual pages. Patrick you never color. looked at it, but there are other people on this air right now who have designed the, it. The actual pages that you color were designed by amazing, amazing, amazing artists. I don't color disagree in with them. that. They, color in them. Share them. Show your friends. Uh, at mention the, the artists. The artists will love it. Yeah, the artists are are dying to Do see that Do you want stuff. Aaron Draplin to retweet you? Color Aaron Draplin's page in the book. He'll yeah, retweet he you. He might. <laughs> yeah, no, Pat, Patrick is guaranteeing it. We will call him. Hey, did you see this? You need to retweet this. <laughs> yeah. I have the password to his account. I'll tweet it. Don't worry about yeah. it. Patrick but, can hack anybody's account. But seriously... Um, Jedi, thank you. Awesome review. Anybody, if you want to leave a review, we will read them on the air. 
Um, great stuff. And seriously, color in the coloring book, please. Yeah. Next and next so time good. I'll read it so that uh, we'll have someone who knows how to read. Hey, um, guys, this has been a fun episode packed full of of great stuff. Um, I can't wait until next week when uh, we have another episode that's just like this. So uh, head over now to the stop button because it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Go and put in an order for oh, one stop. Well, uh, derailed a little bit there at the end, but we're going to get out of here because I'm Andrew. I'm Patrick. And I'm Luke. Peace out. Bye. Hold on to your butts. In constant sorrow through his day. I am the man of constant sorrow. I've seen trouble. What time is it? It's the Master Cats. <laughs> what time oh, is it? You're going to say it again. <laughs> like, why only once? It's, it's not really. Oh, I mean, I can, I can chant it if you want to. I just, I just I don't know. It seemed like it was going to be like, what time is it? It's Master Cats. What, what time is it? <laughs> it's Master Cats. I said, what time is it? I said, a bisco disc. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real thing. Friends to help